And welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossom. That's right, Trey and TK will have some hot takes, some strong takes, some wild takes. That's right, it's Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and I, brought to you by MeatAndPotatoesUSA.com. If you like to bet on football, college, or NFL, please visit the website, MeatAndPotatoesUSA.com. There's a Monday Night Football guaranteed winning pick posted. If you're listening to this on Monday, if you're getting this on Tuesday or Wednesday, you can check to see how we did on that post. All right, on today's episode of Sports Takes, we're going to talk college football LSU, college football rankings, the whole bit. The big win over Alabama, Brian Kelly. We got lots of good, interesting info and some really good takes by Trey Blossman and myself on LSU football and college football and a quick comment or two on the NBA near the end of the podcast. Again, don't forget the website, meatandpotatoesusa.com. Let's listen to a message from our podcast host, Anchor, then we'll be back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman. It's time for Sports Takes, all a part of Talking Sports with TK. Told, scroll around, check out all the podcasts. Talking Sports with TK. I'm Tommy Chrysan. Stay tuned. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Continue with Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan, about to be joined by Trey Blossman for this episode of Sports Takes. Trey and I have hot takes, strong takes, plenty of takes, you name it. We've been doing this for a long time and appreciate you listening into our podcast. Trey Blossman, good afternoon. How are you? Tommy, I'm doing good. Like most LSU fans, I, I still got a high hangover from the weekend on this beautiful Monday Louisiana. I tell you, a lot of people I talked to today are still trying to recuperate from Saturday night, Sunday, the festivities and and the performance by the LSU football team. And I, and I got to give everybody a quote from Brian Kelly today. Trey, I don't believe you're aware about what I'm about to say. But when he opened his press conference today, when he opened the segment for questions from the media, the first question was, Coach, was that the best win you've ever had? As a coach, he goes, no, the best win I ever had will be when we win the national championship. I, 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 knew, I knew you were going to say that he said that. You know, It's exactly what he said. Or He didn't hesitate. He didn't think twice. He didn't roll his eyes up in his head. He said, no, the win in this game for me will be when we win the national championship. Let me tell you something, Tiger fans. You got a Hall of Fame coach who's going to win at least one national championship in the next five years. I totally agree with that, Tommy. Anybody listening to us who's listened to us in the past knows that I did not like Brian Kelly. I did not like LSU's hire of Brian Kelly. I, Like any LSU fan, I'm going to give the guy a chance. Starting with the day he first spoke in front of a microphone at LSU after taking the job, he's been selling himself to me. He closed the deal Saturday night. What a great, well, it, great, great it, guy we have had in this program. 
And, and please know that I've been saying for months that they just give him time. He's a Hall of Fame coach. He he's he built a winner at Central Michigan, built a winner at Cincinnati, built a winner at Notre Dame. Heck, he won over forty games with Ian Book at quarterback. That's what that's what <laughs> ought to be reason for being in the Hall of Fame, if nothing else. So I was one of those who said, "Hey, let him do his job." You know, and as he said, where they were in January with 38, 39 scholarship players, played a bowl game with a wide receiver at quarterback to where they are now. And my comments are not jumping on the bandwagon after an overtime win against Alabama. I've been saying it all along. Give this guy a chance. I'm on record last month, radio, TV, internet shows, the whole bit, saying that I firmly believe within five years, Brian Kelly, Kim Mulkey, and Jay Johnson will win national championships at LSU. And I'm not back. I'm I'm never going to back down from that. And I think, you know, right now, now if they go lose to Arkansas by two touchdowns Saturday, everybody will be like, their hair will be back on fire. But trust me, this guy knows what he's doing. And here's a comment for you, Trey. You're not aware of this. A current member of the LSU football team who's been around for a couple of years. He's a backup offensive lineman. I'll leave it at that for right now. He told a great friend of mine at 1 o'clock in the morning after the win over Alabama, he said the biggest difference in this LSU football program is that everybody in the building knows that Brian Kelly is in charge. He said when Ed Orgeron was here, Nobody was in charge. It was, it, was, it was a shit show, okay? He said everybody in the building knows that Brian Kelly's in charge and he has a plan, and that's coming from a current member of the football team who was also a member when Orgeron coached. Well, yeah, strong comments, Tommy. And you, you have been well-documented in saying that he would win a championship. Uh, I've been saying all along that every week, he gets more and more impressive to me. And as I just said, he sold the deal to me Saturday night. I thought the call to go for two was necessary. It was smart, but it was the necessary thing to do. If you don't go for two, if you kick the extra point, you got to stay on the field. You got to get in the end zone again with a touchdown. Then you got to get in the end zone again with a two point conversion. And then you got to stop the other team from getting in the end zone again and getting in the end zone on a two-point conversion. And if none of that happens, then you get this crapshoot of alternating two-point conversions. It was the smart play. It was the right play. Interviewed after the game, he said, we had a play we thought would work, and we hadn't used it yet. Well, actually, that's... actually, they used it when he was a coach at Notre Dame in 2014 against Batman mm-hmm. in a playoff game, and, the re- and it was called as an offensive pick. And right, it, it right. nullified it. So, and so he had, but he hadn't used it in eight years. And he, he totally, they outprepared the Bama staff with that call. And I saw a complete breakdown of that play. And uh, if Taylor wouldn't have been open, Daniels would have walked into the end zone. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. A great thing, a great end to a great game, Tommy. Well, and, and let me give everybody. The, the real-time thoughts I had. I'm going to tell you, every thought I had 15 seconds after Daniel scored the touchdown. When I saw they were going to go for two, my instant thought was, no, don't do that. Kick the extra point. Then with two seconds later, I'm thinking, no, they screwed that up against Florida State. They can't let that happen again. And then I remember what you pointed out, that you know, you'd have to go right back on offense. And then after the second overtime, touchdowns you have to go for two i said you got to go for two right now and i went back to my old brain cells here and i said 
he's got a play that he thinks will work. They knew Thursday what they would call if, if they, they had to run a two-point play Absolutely. to win the game. I learned that from legendary high school coach Jack Salter when I was on his staff. He always had the play they would call if they had to go for two and win the game. Even if it was going to be a game they were going to win 40 to nothing. He knew he had to be prepared. And I never forgot legendary Hall of Fame coach Jack Salter doing that. And I know that's exactly what Brian Kelly and many coaches do it. It's exactly what Brian Kelly did. He didn't have any hesitation. He knew it was going to happen. When he saw Daniels taking off for the end zone, he knew it was going to happen. Now, one other thing. I went on the radio Saturday morning on 104.5 ESPN in Baton Rouge, and I predicted LSU to win the game straight up. I got several texts from friends who wanted to know if I had knee surgery or brain surgery because everybody knows <laughs> I, had a, I, had, I had a knee replaced back in August. Most everybody knows that. So, you know, now, of course, they think I'm smart, all right? But here's the thing. I said the reason is because Jaden Daniels is the type of quarterback that gives Bama fits, a la Johnny Manziel, a la Chad Kelly at Ole Miss, who beat him two years in a row. A guy that can hurt you with defeat. And Alabama has not won a road game by double digits in, in a couple of years. Uh, so I, I think, you know, hey, this is just the time for the stars to line up. Jaden Daniels is getting better. His football team's getting better. My only concern was the two freshman tackles against the two NFL defensive ends that Alabama has, Turner and Anderson. But let me tell you something. Them two freshmen, they should be freshmen of the week. They're not, but they should be forever because they did a, a more than adequate job against two NFL defensive ends. And this is two freshmen. Emory Jones was playing football at Catholic high last year in Baton Rouge. Will Campbell was playing at Neville high school in Monroe. I mean, they were playing high school football less than a year ago. And here they were blocking two NFL first round draft choices. Well, Tommy, I'll quote coaches, and I've heard numerous coaches say this in the past, those guys aren't freshmen anymore. <laughs> They've been in the fire. They're, they're, they're not chiseled veterans, but those guys, they're freshmen in name only, if you will. Uh, and what an outstanding thing for LSU to have those guys for the next two seasons after this, at least. You know, Tommy, I, I've pointed out in a few games this year, statistics are for losers. Uh, well, looking at this, First downs, Alabama 25, LSU 22. Pretty close there. Bama had the time of possession on us. They had 465 yards to 367 yards. But average gain per play, Alabama 5.7, LSU 5.6. So if you look a little deeper into the numbers, you know, we compared very well with them, even though they outgained us by 100 yards. Third and fourth down conversions, Bama was 44%. They had two fourth down conversions. We didn't try any fourth down conversions. We were five out of 12. So we were 42%. So, again, some of the numbers are dead even in this game. And uh, Bama's really good. Let's not let that be lost in the shuffle. Yeah, Bama's got two losses. Bama's not going to be in the playoffs. But Bama is a really good football team. And I'll tell you this, there will be a team in the playoffs that's not as good as Alabama. I agree with that. The other thing, we're into the month of November now. Championship teams emerge in November. You, you've had two months to get your act together, to get better, to figure out lineups and players and rotations and personnel groupings. 
Now's when you separate the men from the boys. A la Clemson should be embarrassed by losing to Notre Dame the way they did. I mean, that's just that, Clemson. You can forget it. Okay. Yeah, they're done. They're cooked. Yeah, yeah. And then Oklahoma State. I mean, you were in the top ten two weeks ago, and now you, you know, who knows what? A and M. You, you better try to make a bowl game. I mean, but but you look at the teams that are going to rise to the top, and these are the teams that in spite of the silly college football playoff rankings, which come out again Tuesday night, each and every Tuesday leading up to the uh, early December, are nothing but a talking point. They're like a sitcom on TV. They're made to talk about, laugh about, and, and they really laugh after the weekend's over because those people don't know any more than you and I or the people listening to this podcast about what's going to happen, what might happen, who's better than who. It always seems to settle out on the field. I remember a couple of years ago, and we got to November, there were like seven teams undefeated. Like, what are they going to do? They can only put four to play off. Like, let it play out. There won't be seven undefeated teams in four weeks. There were only two in four weeks. So, I mean, yeah, people just have to understand that. I get it. We talk about it. Lots of radio guys, TV guys talk about it. The Internet's all about it. The print guys and write. It's all about the playoff rankings. It gives you something to talk about. And it's actually a good marketing tool for college football because it gets people talking about their sport. The oldest saying in Hollywood, I don't care what you say about me, just say something. Okay, so you're, you're getting the buildup, and then the real rankings that matter will come out early December, and then you'll have the four playoff teams and the New Year's Six Bowl teams. And I think Tulane will be in that number. Uh, hats off. Jackson today that they would be in a bowl game. They play in the Cotton Bowl against LSU this year. Wow. I would love that, Tommy. Well, I, I predicted on Sports Shorts Daily with Ronnie Ransom two weeks ago. I said, don't be surprised. This is before LSU beat Bama, obviously, and Ole Miss. I said, don't be surprised if LSU and Tulane end up playing each other in a bowl game. And Ronnie kind of chuckled. And then he went, you know, you might not be all that crazy with that, you know? Yeah, no, that's so, not crazy at all. Well, number and Tulane's up, you know, going to be the highest-ranked group of five team with a couple of games left. And, you know, they could end up in the New Year's Six bowl game. And I'd be so happy for the Tulane Green wave and coach willie fritz and their fans all all 18 of them uh that aren't, <laughs> at, that, that, that aren't at the fairgrounds betting on the daily double uh which most Tulane fans do so anyway you know I'm, I'm on a tangent there but hey what a weekend and i think we got three more weekends of college football madness coming up oh we, we do tommy and when the rankings come out tomorrow night as meaningless as they may be lsu will probably be number <sighs> Be number seven at worst. The AP came out last night. LSU is seven. The CBS power ratings, which I think are better than the polls because it doesn't – it's power rankings, okay? It, this, this is a pure power ranking. It doesn't include, well, they're Michigan. Gee, they got to be up there. They're Ohio State. They've got LSU at number six. And that's a far cry from LSU was on September the 5th after losing to Florida State the night before. Right, no question. All right, so lots of football picks coming later this week. Trey Blossom will have college football and NFL picks for you. Anthony Gallo and I'll have picks later this week. We want you to catch a hold of those podcasts. Trey, we're going to shift gears as we wrap towards the end of this thing. The NBA, you always like to comment on the NBA. You follow it much closer than I. You got any NBA thoughts for us here in early November? Well, Tommy, uh, as I said last week, it's early. It's too early to really see any trends. Some good teams have lost a bunch of games. But the big story this week, unfortunately, is Kyrie Irving. 
And I don't want to talk about him. I don't think he's worth talking about. Well, the only thing I'll say about him, him is he is an awful example to young kids, awful example to young kids. And that's an important part of our society and sports world today. Trey Blossman, we look forward to your picks later in the week. We'll get some winners for people all against the spread. And don't forget meat and potatoes, USA.com. In fact, there's a pick posted right now. If you're listening on Monday, a guaranteed winner on Monday night football action posted at meat and potatoes, USA.com. Trey Blossman, we'll talk later in the week. Thank you, Tommy. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.